This is GKW. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Knight. So with me as always from ESPN West Palm, he is Brian Rowitz. And catch him on ESPN 1000 in Chicago. He is Jonathan Hood. Lots of things to get to. Going to be getting ready for Forbidden Door, which is coming up on Sunday. We're just two weeks away from Money in the Bank. A lot of things to dive into. But the biggest thing going on in professional wrestling, the drama of the bloodline. It continues. We are going to have the bloodline civil war at Money in the Bank in London. Should be a fantastic match. Should be a fantastic show. But as this storyline continues to progress, we are going to ask the question today. Who is the MVP of the bloodline? Where do you guys start as who the MVP of the Bloodline storyline is? Well, it starts with Paul Heyman because I believe he has full autonomy of the story. We know that Vince McMahon is back. We know Triple H has something to say. But I think that Paul Heyman, because he's smart and he's a genius, I think he has some say in the story. He connects everything together because this is the least of Paul Heyman that we've seen, meaning that usually he's up front. I saw him as a skinny punk from Scarsdale with his big brick phone, boisterous and loud, getting into it. And now you see him as pretty much saying, yes, my tribal chief, whatever you like, my tribal chief. And then he's the less, he's the least of the bloodline, but yet he brings everything together. So for me, it would be Paul Heyman, bro. It's that's interesting. See, I wanted to make a case for my guy, Sammy, and he was such a big part of it and such the buildup. But the more it plays out in this past Friday specifically, I think it's Jay Uso. Like, he's been such a big part from day one when he was main event Jay. And then even with the Sammy stuff, he was such a big part of that because him and Sammy's relationship and whether he can win him over and the stuff this way. The guy's also a hell of an actor. Like, the way he plays his emotions and wears it all on his face right now, like – to me, it's Jay Uso and everything we've seen out of him to where maybe, maybe he's the one that beats Roman. All right, you guys are way overthinking this. All right. It's I mean, we don't have to get cute here, right? Like just think about think about the the team that just won the NBA championship. Their MVP wasn't Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. MVP wasn't Michael Malone their head coach. No, it was Nikola Jokic because the dude was the best player out there. Like Roman and this character of the tribal chief. And we, I've seen a lot of interviews recently, him, him kind of talking about how when he decided that he wanted to come back after the pandemic, cause he had kind of taken the time off when, especially with COVID hit, he was, you know, kind of coming off one of the, his, you know, bouts with leukemia. So he, he was being a little more cautious, understandably. So, so when he finally came back, he realized that I got to leave the big dog behind me. Like I got, we got to come up with something different and having this tribal chief character like that. He's, I mean, he's the engine driving it all. Yeah. I mean, has Jay been fantastic? Of course. Has Paul continued to be able to flex some of those um, creative muscles that he has? Absolutely. Pulling the right levers. He's the head coach of the situation. Jay's been fantastic. The same way Jamal Murray was fantastic in the finals. But at the end of the day, this thing ain't going anywhere unless Roman Reigns is front and center and the tribal chief and becoming the superstar we all knew he could and becoming the face, the real face of the WWE versus the big dog that was shoved down our throats and becoming a character that a lot of the fans could get behind. And that's why he is the MVP of the bloodline. That's all fair. I mean, it's, everything is about Roman and his empire, right? His island of relevancy. And, I, you know, it's funny. You go through YouTube and social media and you look at what Roman Reigns used to be. Like, I, I you saw, like, John Cena clowning 
to, you know, uh, Roman Reigns, you know, saying, hey, it's a promo. Get through the promo. He was stuttering through the promo. There was some nerves there. Succotash, some of the things that Roman had to say because it was scripted. He's more himself, actually. There was a dog food match that he had with Baron Corbin at one point that was awful. Yeah. So he's more himself now than he ever has been before. But that's the thing with Roman. Like, yes, he has been outstanding in this, and he is a big part of it. But to me, like, there's so many weeks where he's just gone. We don't see him for a month at a time. Like, he is a central part, but, like, he almost feels replaceable at times. I don't know, man. Like the, the, the way he's is, told... is, is, is there a story without Roman Reigns? No, I mean, you're, right. He, you're right. He has been absent, but think about that. What if he's not there? Then what? But I'm saying, if you take Roman and replace him with wrestler X and just tell us he's related to everyone else and do everything the same, like couldn't it be the same story? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. He just called Roman Reigns Doink the Clown. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you just take Matt Bourne out and bring someone else in. Yeah. Big of a deal, <laughs> you know. Okay, so you lost, so you lost Scott Hall. Not a big deal. Still have Razor Ramon. <laughs> fake Razor and Fake Diesel were exactly the same. There's no difference. <laughs> it was not the, the under faker. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Like, <laughs> bro, it's just set. You can just re- just replace Roman Reigns with just another Samoan. Dude, that's what he just pretty much said. I can't it's believe wrestling. it. Then you have to be Samoan. It could be some guy as white as me just say, oh, yeah, he's Samoan. Like, just tell us he's Samoan. That's oh, true. I mean, they did make Yokozuna an Asian yes. you know, sumo wrestler, you know? So they, they turned, they did turn, they did do that to a Samoan back See? in the day. I wrestling mean, logic. That's just the worst that's ever been on this show. <laughs> you can just replace Roman Reigns with Wrestler X. I'm, Wrestler X is what she said. A mask from Portsmouth known Wrestler X. <laughs> That's a very good impression. I'm just saying that like, Danhausen, is that your plan? You want oh. Danhausen to be the tribal chief? Like what now that's doing? something I can get behind. But I'm just oh, saying in general, like he's good, but he's not giving us the same emotion that the Jey Usos and the Sammies of the world are giving us. I don't know if that's true, man. The way that he's there and just commands the room. And again, part of that is Paul selling it. Part of that Mm -hmm. is the Uso selling it behind him when he is there. But the way when he stands in the ring and and just the presence that he has, even when he just puts out his hand for the microphone, you know, to get it from, from Paul, the, the whole acknowledge me thing. And like, go back and watch what happened on Friday. Like his facial reactions going on in the background are fantastic. Like when, when the Usos are going back and forth at each other, like his facial reactions are tremendous. Maybe you missed it the first time through, but it's great. Thanks for the support in this chat, uh, Eric Collins. Uh, not exactly PG, but I uh, appreciate the support. <laughs> the hell kind of bleep was that kind of statement? That's what it was. All right. That's what Eric Collins, fan of this show, just just decided to drop in there. Yes, Eric, you should clown. Yeah, whatever. I mean, B-Row, it's at goodcomerbrands.com. All hate mail should be addressed to that email address. I mean, just, just maximum bro. He came back <laughs> on vacation with a blowtorch with that one. Unbelievable. I was thinking about it. I, was, I had time for it to you know form up in me. You took a week off and said, you know, this Roman Reigns, you know, <laughs> over you know, a million days as champion, uh-huh. eh, replaceable. Oh, how about this? If it was Rollins, everything's the same, but Rollins is in that Roman role. Would the storyline still be as good as it is today? No. Really? Because it's because it's real. Because it's actually family. Okay. 
And they can show, again, it's it, it's those little details, but there are different parts where they've shown pictures, you know, actual right. pictures of the three of them growing up. And, and, and it's it just adds a little bit more layer, a little bit more depth to the story. Okay. Now, in the 80s and 90s, sure, you could, you mean, it's like the Anderson brothers. Ole and Arn were not really brothers, but they looked like each other. What? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think, <laughs> who, who was it? So, somebody in the locker room in Georgia is like, hey, Arn, you know who you look like? Ole. And Ole, and then Ole says, okay, let me meet this guy. And then Arn came to, like, the Carolinas. He goes, shit, you do look like me. We should be brothers. That's how that worked. So I, I, but this is, is different, is, is Brock not really Arn's kid? What's what's going on here? <laughs> not that problem. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's, I mean, that's how that started, you know. But, no, this – the only reason why I'm going to give Heyman his flowers in our conversation is because – I just think that that Heyman is the genius behind this, yes. but also he's always instigating this whole thing with Sammy. He's in the promos. Same thing with Jimmy and Jay trying to talk to them. He's the guy, the conduit to all of this, and it's and, some of his best work that we've seen, Gabe. And, and and it's funny. It's fun to watch him as a performer because he he is you know just the behind the scenes guy. Anytime Roman's around, but when Roman's not there. Then we see that Paulie with his chest puffed out a little bit and like, oh, hey, tribal chief told me this. Tribal chief told me that he he become, you know, oh, Roman's not here. That means it's my time to shine. I'm the guy now. And, and the way he plays the character when Roman's there versus when Roman's not there, I think is just another little subtle thing that that Paul really brings to the table. The other thing also with the story, and the reason it works so well is because everyone does it. Like, the way we've seen Solo sort of develop. Like, he's saying a little bit more now. He's got his own T-shirt now. Like, he's becoming such a crucial part of this. And, like, you know, part of the Civil War tag match next week. Like, it's been cool to see him develop in front of our eyes as well. If we go the other way, who's the least of them? It's like Jimmy Uso. It's Jimmy. It's without a doubt Jimmy. Yeah. Like, it's, like if so when I wrote when 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 we decided this was going to be a topic today, I wrote down six names because I feel like Sammy's deserves to be in there yes. as well because he carried he helped carry the storyline and is still involved in the periphery right now, but he carried it for about a year. You know, for for about half the time we've been doing this. Um, so Sammy would be ahead of Jimmy. Like Jimmy is number six. I've got six names on my list. If I were to power rank them, Romans one, Paul's two, J three, Sammy four, Solo five, and then probably a gap before we get to Jimmy. Like Jimmy just hasn't been that interesting where Jay has taken, he was the interesting one at the beginning when he became main event Jay Uso and then finally, you know, came out of the wing, the right hand man before while Jimmy was injured. And like Jimmy just never got that opportunity to step up and shine the way Jay has. The breakup, um, it happened in Lexington, Kentucky. It's kind of like, man, I wish this was at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I wish yeah. I was in Chicago. I would I, like. It's fine, and it was a big, it was a pop. But I think that the pop was kind of like, okay, what's the next shooter drop? And that's how this story works, right? Th- this is not done. Like this is going to go on for a few more months, clearly. Because there's more. Just because the Usos will take on Solo and Roman coming up on uh, July 1st for Money in the Bank, there's still more to come. I think, as I've been saying for weeks, there's more Samoans that are coming. They're coming. There's going to be more to side with Roman, I think, in this spot. Well, I mean, Gabe, you mentioned how Sammy's still sort of involved. Like, do you guys want to see Sammy still involved in this the way they have? I know KO sort of voices the displeasure on air in a character form, but, like, do you enjoy seeing Sammy still part of it? I like Sammy because I'm a fan of Sammy and like apparently Sammy and KO are now fighting pretty deadly on July 1st. Yeah, of course. Cool. 
Um, so like, yes, I, I enjoy because it is the biggest thing in professional wrestling. So for Sammy to still be somewhat attached to it as a Sammy Zayn fan, I appreciate that because it gives me hope that there's more for Sammy other than pretty deadly. <laughs> They're fine. It just, why, you know, here you want, here's what I want. I want pretty, pretty deadly against the guns and I just want all of them <laughs> to blow up because they all dress the same. They all want to be Shawn Michaels. It is amazing. All four of those guys. They all want to be Shawn. But so like, I'm I'm cool with Pretty Deadly getting a title shot on SmackDown, on Raw, like putting it on the premium live event. I like that. That could have been any one of the other teams. I'd have yeah. been cool with. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> literally any one of the other ones, like literally any of the other ones, but it's the way they decided to go. So yes, I, I enjoy Sammy still being attached because it makes me think that maybe there could still be something for Sammy sure. down the line. Well, that's and, the weird thing with them right now. Like they're just sort of having matches and like the two of them are involved in the main event scene and KO and Sammy, but like there's no real story with those two right now. Well, not yet, but but just it's what you mentioned, though. I'm glad you pointed it out because it's like a little breadcrumb that Byron Saxon would ask about the bloodline, and KO just goes off. Right. KO is about to turn heel at some point. And yeah. do I want to see Owens against Sammy again? I guess one more time. I mean, I saw that in the Indies. They, it's, they have a blood feud. They're friends, mm-hmm. but when they're in the ring together, it's amazing. And mm-hmm. so maybe that's a match that's going to come up sometime later on this year. Yep. That is the top story going on in professional wrestling. But as I mentioned, so many other things going on. We like to call the next three topics are three counts. The other top three stories in pro wrestling. Brian, what do we have at number one this week? CM Punk is back in our wrestling lives, making his return to Chicago at AEW Collision on Saturday. What was the bigger Punk news from the week? Was it Collision promo where he called himself One Big Phil and referred to uh, counterfeit bucks? Or is it the news we found out last night? that we will see CM Punk in the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament opening up Saturday against Satoshi Kojima. Um, so I believe that at the, his his Kojima match is going to be on Sunday. Because Sunday, Saturday, sorry, yes. yeah, Saturday he's got an eight-man tag match, yes. so we're not, we're not keeping Phil special. We're, we're having him wrestle back-to-back nights. Now, granted, he's protected a little bit because it's an eight-man tag match, but for a guy that's had trouble staying healthy... Deciding to do back-to-back nights of wrestling. Don't know how crazy I am about that. But I think it's his collision promo. I'm not shocked at all that he's a part of the Owen Hart tournament. I'm not surprised at all that he's on the Forbidden Door card. Like it's, it's He's one of their big stars. This is one of their five pay-per-views of the year. I'm not shocked he's a part of that. So I, I lean towards his collision promo and referencing a lot of those things that I, I think a lot of people didn't think he was going to reference, whether it was a veiled shot or not, with lines like counterfeit bucks. Okay, so a lot to unpack here uh, about CM Punk. First of all, guys, he is turning heel. That's yes. happening. That's mm-hmm. happening. It's happening mm-hmm. probably sooner than we think. But uh, will the fans allow that? Uh, in fan, you know what? He put it out there in the promo that he doesn't care if you love me or if, if you boo me. When he comes to Chicago, he's always going to be loved everywhere else. Like this, this Canada trip that's coming up, and a few other. Like, we'll find he, out. Yeah. It'll be it'll be mid. It'll be like some cheers, some booze. But I think that since we saw Babyface run, we'll see CM Punk as a heel here, and that's going to be a turn on uh, on FTR, and that might be an alignment with Don Callis. As a matter of fact, don't be surprised if you see that. Hmm. Well, not to be surprised. 
So I watched the promo like everybody else on Collision, and I knew he had a lot to say, and I felt like he wanted to say more, but he knows uh, legally he can't say some things. The shot at the Young Bucks, it says a lot. Uh, one Bill Phil is pretty much – and he, he says – Stop me when I'm telling lies. Well, a lie is is that no one thinks that you're worth a billion dollars. One Bill Phil. Well, that's not who you are, pal. I mean, you're drawing AW, but you're not one in a billion as far as the talent. You're just not. Not his age. So I, I just think that you know his promo was pretty good. Didn't is it wasn't uh, an A promo to me because we've seen him do better. I don't know oh if yeah, strengths. But I just thought it was solid. It was good to see him out there for the first time in seven, eight months. He took a shot at MJF because so there's going to be an opportunity for him to maybe go for the championship again. I think that title was in that red bag. Mm-hmm. He's either that or Jake the Snake, Robert Snake. So so something's going to come from that. I don't Ooh, know. He aligns with the Murder Hawk monster. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yes. Him and, and Jake that, the Snake and yeah. Lance Archer. Okay. Yep. All right. And there's a story that will go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> because if Jake Roberts is involved, not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> you bring up an interesting thing, though. If he aligns with Callus, that means we're actually going to get him versus the Elite. Because Callus is going after the Elite. Yep. Yeah. You agree with that, Rose? Like that's I think that's happening. That's the thing. Like that promo made me think, like, oh, we are actually getting this. In that big ESPN article, he says. Uh, in the article, Punk, though, said he has been told that using the saga on television and spinning it into some matches that would undoubtedly draw money won't happen. But then also Meltzer reports that line was pre-approved by those guys in the back. Like, that was my big takeaway from the promo is, hey, we are going to get this payoff at some point. We have to. If if we don't, like, it's not a, 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 a epic proportions and AEW is going to go under unless we get this. It's just, it's a, it's a big miss, right? Like if right. they don't find a way to make money off of this, this could be one of the biggest things that they've drawn in the history of the company where you are able to spin something that has gotten so much attention, especially from the outside professional wrestling world. If you're able to spin that into something in the ring and make it entertainment, like those, those ratings on collision, those ratings on dynamite, the, whatever you do it on the pay-per-view, like all those things are going to pop for you. If you find a way to do CM Punk versus the Bucks, and I yeah. guess we all just kind of assumed, yeah, I, I'm curious to see how we would get there because I, I guess we just always assumed that FTR would be involved. It would be CM FTR versus the Elite. But if he turns on them, maybe they go that route, and he aligns with sure. Callus, and he has um, Takeshita, and maybe he has Osprey at his side because they kind of teased maybe Osprey you know, aligning this week with, with Don Callis and whoever else Don Callis puts together, it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see. And the so, other thing we have to know with them, by the way, like punk was at dynamite last night in Chicago, the elite, not there. They had a pre-tape, but as of now, everyone will be in the same building on Sunday in Toronto. We think. Yeah. Let's go. So that's another layer to the story. And by the way, I was at, uh, Wintrust Arena at uh, Dynamite on Wednesday. Electric crowd, obviously, but definitely when Punk comes out because he's a hometown guy and people when he came in for his run-in, people really enjoy seeing him out there. Okay, so okay, so you mentioned that the Elite had a pre-tape at the United Center? Was that was that where it was? See, I don't know. It looked like that might have been at the United Center. And, it, and I'm thinking, well, maybe it's not because Punk and the Elite were in the same building. I don't think yeah, they've they been in the same building there. yet. My guess is they last Wednesday. Yeah, wherever they were last Wednesday. 
Okay, so I think that's what it was. So that's another layer. So I think all three of us, and we got to let people know that we read Dave Meltzer. Meltzer said, I think he said this to Russell Nomics and a couple other places, that since that article from ESPN and the promo, it's a bigger divide now between right. punk and the elite. Like, okay, are you guys going to get in the room together and talk <laughs> this out or not? I mean, we you can clearly say, like I've been saying, that you got you to gotta definitely cash this in. This is money on the table. But so there's more heat, more heat now because of what, what uh, uh, Punk said at a collision? That's crazy. I, but he didn't really say anything in the article. I mean, also, I think it was Andrade that tweeted like, hey, this locker room is awesome. Like, I have no issue here. Uh, he tweeted – in response to the divisiveness, the locker room was amazing. This is BS about that report. Okay. Well, you know what? Every AEW, guy has had his own issues with AEW management. Well, well hold on a second. For every AEW guy that we have on, on the mm-hmm. show, they say the locker room's fine. Every, no problem. Well, that's because you're not in that circle, right. possibly. <laughs> because it's clickish anyway in AEW. It's, mm-hmm. it's, right. it's clickish in any wrestling locker room. Let's just be honest. But every person that we've had on, oh, there's no problem. I got no problem. I like punk or I'm indifferent to punk. Okay. That's because you're not in that circle. That's why it's no problem for you because in your side of the locker room, it's cool. The other side of the locker room, it's punk and him being pissy and the Young Bucks and, and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page not talking, not on the same page. That's not good for the locker room. It isn't. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's always stuff, which is weird, and that's why like it was odd to see him sort of go in and like you talk about the heel turn, like those little details like taking off the mic flag. Like hmm. he's sort of planting those seeds and like, I'm curious to see the fan reaction. Cause yes, he's only been in Chicago so far and maybe we'll start seeing that this weekend in Canada. Yeah. I think we start seeing that. I don't want to call it a tepid reaction. Cause I think he's going to get a reaction no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be booze or cheers. Like there, are, there aren't going to be any people when they hear the of the beginning of his music and the opening guitar riff, like there's not going to be anybody just, Oh, I guess you're come CM Punk. Like, there's not going to be, there's either going to be boo or people, you know, full body chanting CM Punk. Like, he's going to get a reaction no matter what. And the other thing, go ahead. ahead. That's what I said, just as as an aside, it's funny what Gabe just said. We as uh, wrestling fans are like dogs, right? You hear one sound and you turn your head. I noticed that yesterday. Oka- Okada's little dime or his little quarter. Oh, those dime. little, yeah. The, those. And, and it was just like, oh! oh. <laughs> it's amazing, man. Just a little rip, like two, like one second of a rip. I know uh-huh. that song. Like, yeah, it, it again, amazing. that's it's why the Stone Cold entrance still hits to this day. It's just glass shattering, lose your mind. Let's just, you know, you, it's the Pavlovian shit's yeah. about to go down because SCSA is making his way to the ring. I mean, and it works anywhere. Like someone has a baseball walk-up song and like you see the pocket in the crowd like, oh, that Stone Cold entrance. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, no, it's just a starting catcher. Like, who cares? Like, internal. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's so funny how that works in wrestling. Like, I saw Adam Cole come out, and he still gets a huge reaction, right? Oh. I mean, just the da da immediately, people like 9,000 people standing up and just like applauding and babies thrown in the air and high fives. It's like, it's just Adam Cole, baby. You know? <laughs> so, the other thing in regards to this question, like, I sort of lean towards the Owen tournament, but it's more of the fantasy booking aspect. Like, if the Owen tournament ends with Ricky Starks beating CM Punk, then that's a huge moment. Like, CM Punk just winning this tournament is like, all right, whatever. It doesn't do anything for him. But if Ricky Starks beats CM Punk in the end, like, 
that's a hell of a character development right there. People will riot. What? I'm just, no, I'm just telling you. So we're we're building toward Punk versus Samoa Joe, are we not? Hey, look at that's the, the second round. They're on the same side. Something's gonna happen for those two to wrestle. Him and Starks would be the final. I mean, Punk's got to put him over, right? Like Punk's yes. not winning this tournament, even though he's done. He's done all the Hart family like reenactments in the right. ring, and he's he's been you know a, he's been a very staunch opponent of of everything that the Hearts have stood for. So I can understand why you know if the Hart family foundation like I, they would look at, at Punk being to me an appropriate champion, that makes sense. But Punk has to put somebody over in this tournament, and my guess is that's Ricky Starks, well, and maybe that starts leading to more of the heel development since yeah. right now they're buddies. But if he goes over, maybe Punk just gets pissed off and starts taking people out. I don't know. I guess the reason why that it's not the Owen tournament is because of how sneaky AEW was. Just threw the graphic up there. Yeah. I didn't realize that until I went back, I came home uh, later on uh, yesterday, uh, last night, and saw it like, oh, he's in the tournament? It was very sneaky. It was sneaky for Forbidden Door. It's also sneaky for this. Like The Forbidden Door is even worse. It's like... Oh, he's gonna take on this person. Don't okay. look over here. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like, he's taking on who? Yeah, like, it's so, you know. But but and again, even on TV, like you kind of because you heard it. But but it happens right. in that part where Excalibur is just speaking like an auctioneer, and he's talking so fast because he is promoing literally every match that's happening between now and Sunday. <laughs> Like he's, now you have an extra so, show in there also for him. Yes, exactly. Now, now you've got collision poor Excalibur, man. Like this dude has really, he's just ripping through. He's, I, he stumbled through one of the matches um, because I think the order uh -huh. was wrong with well, how he was trying to present it on TV. I feel for the guy because there's a ton that they ask him to jam in to like a 20 second, you know, Hey, you got to get this done in 20 seconds. We got to go to commercial breaks. We got to get to the next match. And who oh, coming up this week on collision. Well, this week on rampage. And we also have, don't forget, you've got new Japan pro wrestling. It's forbidden door. Like it's, he's just going so fast. You're like, okay, wait, what did he just say? See, bro. It says a television producer would never, like, would never have him do that. That's it's right. called, it's called pre-tape. <laughs> yes. Pre-tape. That's not well, right. Dennis to make him do that. Cause it confuses the audience too. Yeah, you don't actually know anything. Like, I always had to look back on the social. Like, you sort of scoffed at uh, Punk losing. We talk about those Brett tribute matches. What if they do Brett and Austin, and that's how they start turning Punk? Like, he just goes down the Bret Hart playbook and starts beating him that way. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Oh, double. You talking about double turn? He's, he's well, you wouldn't really need it because Starks is so over, but like, that's sort of how you start pushing a Punk heel. <laughs> a double turn. So uh, does that mean double juice too, brother? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> he doesn't tap out. He just passes out, and then you go from there. Yeah, I, I am. You, you brought up juice. I am all in on Juice Robinson right now. The dude is unhinged. <laughs> And I love yes. every second of it. Like every, yeah. like they, they say that they, they only, it was a, so I believe it was a social only promo that both sides of the eight man tag put out, but he is like foaming at the mouth by the time he's done talking in this social promo, go look it up. I swear to God on the AEW uh, social feeds, he is just yeah. like foaming at the mouth and Jay White has to like come in and calm him down. And the guns are just in the background. And the two guys walk off and the guns are like, Hey, don't forget about us. Yeah, the whole I saw thing it. was the whole thing was gold. It was fantastic. Like, 
you if you're wrestling in Japan, you have to be you know have more expression, right? Because yeah. they don't understand the language. And Juice is a hundred percent, and he's in the camera, and he is out of his mind. I I mean, I've seen Juice Robinson for a while. I haven't seen him like this. I actually he he's more over that way. If he was just Juice Robinson, the old Southpaw from the left side, just hitting you, that's one thing. But he's giving you expression. He looks like there's a problem. Like he's got issues, and I'll get and he gets over that way. I think it's great. Yeah. I'm in. I'm all the yeah. way in. Uh, what do we have at number two, Brian? Uh, Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern from Toronto. It is Forbidden Door 2. Guys, what should main event Forbidden Door? Well, so this was, and, and I don't know if you caught this last night. I'm sure they didn't because you were at the show. Mm-hmm. But they, Excalibur said multiple times the main event is Okada and Danielson. Well, the one thing I'll throw out there. Does that mean it's closing the show? So I'll rephrase. What should close the show? So, or is it going to be one of those, hey, we have seven main events? So that, that's been a WWE tactic. I can't imagine Tony Khan doing that. They just did it with the world title match not well, going they, but, on last. But, but they didn't put it on last, but they never called it the main event. I don't think they ever I called it the main event. there was something else called the main event, though. They tried to do it on us. So to me, don't, if... Don't do this. The main event is the last. <laughs> yes, it's supposed yes. to be the last match. Come so, on. So Okada Danielson, the, the more I've thought about this, Okada Danielson main eventing makes sense to me, and here's why. They're in Canada. In order to get to what we all think is going to be the main events at All In in London at Wembley, we all believe that we're going to be getting the third match of the trilogy between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. They're in Canada. Kenny's from Canada. They want to send the crowd home happy. Kenny ain't winning on Sunday. So my guess is... They got, you know, they they don't want to send the crowd home upset with their hero losing. So they're going to put that. I don't know if that's going to kick off the show. I don't know if it's going to be middle of the card. But I, I, with that in mind, I think Danielson, Okada, whoever's the best in the world, I understand that. And I agree with that being the main event. Wow. You know, I, it's funny. I wrote down those two matches that we're talking about with Okada and Danielson and uh, Omega and Osprey. And I was just trying to figure out which one should be uh, the, the main event. I wrote down that Osprey and Omega probably will be the best match. Um, Okada and Danielson to close the, the card. I don't think you can lose either way. I'll, I'll just make a prediction that MJF and Tanahashi will open up the card. Could you imagine the AW champion in the middle of the card? Like that's, yeah. I know it's a different kind of match, but I think that should open the show. MJ, I think that works also. Like the MJF, yeah. like, oh, he said he was going to leave, so we have to get him out early. Like play up that yeah. angle. Yeah. yeah, I think that I think that should be the first match on the card. That's a good opener. And Tanahashi, let's be honest, Hall of Famer, all that, not the same Tanahashi from like five or six years ago. He's no. got a lot of mileage. I mean, it's a good name, but he's just – we've seen him recently play, uh, wrestle in the States uh, about two steps slow. I mean, yeah. still solid, but just like you could tell, a lot of tread. And MJF's younger. MJF is going to get ba- battered, I'm sure, and he'll find a way to win the match. But I think that's first. But, boy, I was trying to figure out. So I, 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 if you told me Okada Danielson is the last match, you know, I would have no problem with that. And it's funny because, like, I agree. It's those two matches, Okada Danielson or Kenny and Osprey. Both world titles are going to be defended. The New Japan title on the line as well, Sonata defending against Jungle Boy. And I don't think any of us would think that, like, either of the world title matches should close the show. I feel like it should be Brian and Okada because it's one of those matches we never thought we would see. Like, we're actually going to get to see that this weekend, those two in the ring. 
And also, like, thinking back to Kenny and Osprey won, which to this point to me is the match of the year, everything after that, you couldn't live up to it. Like, I don't even remember what happened after it. Like, there was a world title match to end Wrestle Kingdom. I don't remember who was in that match, like, because of that match. So <laughs> yeah. if anything's going to be able to keep up with those two, it's going to be Brian and Okada. Yeah, and, and so, by the way, I'm going back on what I said last week because we talked about this last week, Jay Hood, where I said that I, I thought – Omega and Osprey should go on last because good luck to whoever's following it. Right. And and that's and that's still you know that's still true in terms of good luck following that, whoever has to. I don't know if you, you know, put it on second to last. I mean, if you put it on second to last, who boy, that's that's gonna be just an hour of being up for what should be two really good matches. But also I, I think that Omega and Osprey, like I said, I think that's gonna all, main event all in. I think that's gonna be yeah. the final match of all in at Wembley. So they'll get their opportunity to, um, you know, main events with the trilogy, not, you know, end that rivalry end that feud in Wembley. So you give Brian Danielson the opportunity for the dream match to be in the main event. Boy, I'm going to give AEW a lot of credit here because as we've documented on this show, Tony Khan and the, those that are working the show have done a good job of giving you AEW storylines and forbidden door. It's just it's it's in the New Japan people because it's difficult. You're trying to try to have this all star all these all star matches New Japan against AEW, and then if you're a diehard AEW fan, well, you don't care about the New Japan people. But I think they did a good job of just trying to give you what you want, right? Some AEW, but still pro- promoting Forbidden Door and promoting Collision. It's a lot. They're, they've got a lot. They've got a battle bowl. Some lethal lottery just came out of yeah. nowhere. Like, what is this? This is a joke. <laughs> I, I yeah I, I don't even where did that come from? <laughs> like last night's show was a lot. Like I I don't know how you were able to keep up with it like in person yeah. because you don't have the commentary just like holding your hand throwing like okay what the hell's going on now like why why are they doing a lottery and okay they're doing a blind draw tag team tournament which seems like it's something out of the nineties WWF because yes. like that was you know how you ended up with weird tag teams like the rock and mankind and you know it's just oh we're just gonna take two people and throw them together they'll be a tag team we'll have a tournament and they'll be able to challenge the champs how about that yeah i mean all i know is i was looking up at the big screen i see tony shivani and dan levy from schitt's creek and and they're up there and they've got the little little till and they're moving the ball around and like shivani says oh oh it's like but there's like that's just bad acting i don't know what that meant and then the screen went off i'm like what does it have anything to do with well, the own heart tournament? Is this forbidden you door? You got your payoff later. Well, they, yeah. they did pay it off later, but it just – that didn't work for me. But, again, and you're giving TK credit, and I, I agree with you that this year the build for Forbidden Door, he's been able to find a way to balance it all. And maybe that's because now some of the audience in AEW is familiar with some of the wrestlers they're seeing. Sure. And then when they have the opportunity, like we've seen um, multiple New Japan Pro Wrestling tag teams – wrestle like we saw united empire and will osprey on rampage like they've been able to use some of those talents and so you don't maybe have to kind of over explain who some of these people are now when they appear a lot of the fans know who they are and it's just you're you're able to do it easier yeah and i think also that point is interesting because a lot of these matches like it's just been a couple weeks of builds some they're just thrown on there like the tony and tony storm will and nightingale like they've had stuff the last few months but it was just sort of last night like Oh, yeah, Will is a New Japan champion, so we're going to do that match. Like, the Jericho stuff just sort of started the last couple weeks. The international title match, like, we saw that last week and last night. Like, 
They didn't spend a lot of time, so I am interested to see what they deem as success because from a wrestling standpoint, Sunday is going to be awesome. I don't but I know think, if it draws a casual fan, though. Well, but I, I don't think this is a uh, pay-per-view for the casual fan. Okay. Like, I, yeah. I think I think you just accept that this is a, a pay-per-view for the diehard fan, and you're still going to be able to draw enough because there, there are going to be enough people that know all these big names that are going to sure. pay it. Is it going to be as big as All In? No, but I don't think it's supposed to be, and I, I think you have to be okay with that. Yeah, I, I, I can't speak for the rest of the country, but the fans in Chicago knew those New Japan guys because they would react to the music and – Grant, you know, uh, murder grandpa comes out there toward the, <laughs> in the murder grandpa comes out there. They knew his song. They knew exactly when to sing his song. I'm like, oh, wow. this crowd, this crowd knows New Japan. They knew are you, it. Are you talking about Ishii? Or are you talking about uh, Minoru Suzuki? Suzuki. Because, Minoru okay. Suzuki. All right, because yeah. both are kind of murder grandpas, yeah. if you ask me. <laughs> murder grandpa. My God. You know, but they're ageless, though, right? You don't oh, know yeah. that they're over, that, that they're fifty plus. <laughs> like you don't know that until you look it oh. up. But I mean, he's as good as any Suzuki. Of those guys Suzuki still gives you a pretty good stiff chop. Like I, oh. I mean, I don't want to see him take a chop from uh, from Gunter because it might stop his old ass heart. But I would love to see a chop off between those two. I'm worried about him chopping Sting on Sunday. <laughs> Dang yeah! How about that? Like, can Sting's heart handle that? Yeah, I think it's very small doses. Yes, maybe okay. one, and then get back to the apron, old timer. I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just, uh, but it's yeah. So that crowd knew what New Japan was like because I don't know. It's just me overthinking. Sitting in the crowd, like, do they? And these people knew him. The fans uh-huh. knew him. Like, okay, here we go. Sunday, Toronto is going to be a great, great crowd. They're going to enjoy a, a really, really. As you mentioned, bro, it's a really great wrestling event. But that's the amazing part. Is like I don't know if it's Tony just learning from last year, a or b the fact that everyone's healthy because that was part of last year also where he had to scramble a little bit. But the working at like the Kingston and the Moxley stuff and the BCC stuff, the way they're telling that story, but you're still throwing in the New Japan element so it fits on the show Sunday. Like it's really impressive how they've built up to this weekend. Oh yeah, I I, I would agree, and I'm looking forward to the show on Sunday. It. They, because, again, our biggest criticism last year was they had a lot of momentum coming out of Double or Nothing, and it came to a screeching halt because they want, they needed to build for Forbidden Door. And they found a better way to mix it all and make it all work um, this time around. So I think, you know, top tip of the cap to AEW, even if last – again, last night's show, how was it live? What, was, did, did you feel like the show was really good? I know you were a big fan, Jay Hood, of, of uh, Dynamite two weeks ago. How – I don't think it was as good as last week. I think it was still pretty good, though. No, I, I thought that, well, the crowd was into everything in Chicago. So they're yeah. into everything, right? And so they know everyone's themes, and they really uh, – even to the the Jericho matchup against uh, the Jericho uh, uh, Tupelo concession stand brawl in that the matchup. Jared, think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they – I mean, they were into everything. So I thought that on the surface, I thought it was a pretty good card. Not great, but I think it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that the uh, the tag team match toward the end it involved Orange Cassidy, that mm-hmm. that tag team match I thought that was pretty solid wrestling. It was just mm-hmm. four talents. Shibata's being part of it. People knew who Shibata was. Orange Cassidy, uh, Garcia is vile. I don't know what to, I'm like. All right, you're in the sports entertainment. You doesn't mean you don't have to thrust your hips into my face. <laughs> Enough. Okay. All right, you're trying to prove your sports entertainment. Okay, that's not even good for sports entertainment. What he was doing, <laughs> stop. 
just wrestle, right? And so I thought that people reacted well to that matchup. Um, so I thought it was a pretty good card live. Yeah, so I didn't and, think there was any lulls. Yeah, and last night, I, we were getting to the end. I'm like, wait, how are they going to have Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson right. all happen? There's 10 minutes left in the show. But again, they found a way to like seamlessly just kind of have that all flow together. And and, and the and perfect Eddie Kingston reveal. Like, it's ETE, whatever. Like, let's move on. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous. At the you, got, you have a tight window. You give him the mic. <laughs> John, you know, John, you know, John, I love you like a brother. John, I know. And then Mox is like, all right, let's let's do it. What are you whispering? Are you whispering? <laughs> Did you notice that? Like, it's like, what are you whispering? Fine, you don't want to say it? Fine, you don't want to say it? It's easy. And then he's one exit stage left. Gone. This is like, you know, if you're a producer in that, but you're just like, oh, God, why do we do this? Why did we do this in hour one? <laughs> this guy. Okay, hey Eddie, you got a tight window. Tight. I got it, bro. I got it. No problem. Tight window. Whatever. Whatever. I got my Yankees cap. Whatever. John, I love you. What are you saying? And Mox is just like, hurry it up, please. What are you whispering? What are you trying to? It's Ishi. F you. That's no reveal. It's like this works. But it was no, but it worked because he was so on brand. It was so it was so on brand for Eddie. Anybody else does that? We're we're just we are just crapping all over it today. Like, what are you doing? But because Eddie Kingston has set the bar where he has set it for himself, it ended up being perfect. Oh my god! If that was WWE, McMahon would have flipped the table over. <laughs> oh my god! See, this is why we script our promos. This uh -huh. is why we have you read us from a script. Oh my god! Just the worst. So I, I thought that every, I think all the matches, I think there was a big reaction. You know, we talked about that first little note of mm -hmm. uh, a theme song. The Hardys come out. Oh my god! It was one of the biggest pops of the night. I know that sounds weird, right? But it, yeah. people still believe, no matter how many DUIs, how many times you've been arrested, people still believe in the Hardy brand. And they well, were reports they were out today, by the way, Jeff uh, not going to be on TV the next few weeks because of Canada and him probably not being allowed in Canada. Yeah, I mean, right. I think, and I think that's fine. He's he's a guy that should be kept special. Yeah. Yes, he, he didn't mm -hmm. be, be on my TV every week. Uh, people reacted to, of course, always with Chris Jericho. I mentioned, uh, you know, Murder Grandpa and Sammy Guevara. And by the way, with Sammy, heel babyface. I thought he had a babyface promo last. We week. don't know yet. Like, we don't I know. Guess. He's he's got to make his decision. I guess, um, but he's mm. but he's going to be wrestling again with Jericho. So right. maybe he costs them the match on Sunday. I don't know. And so, so yeah, I thought it all worked out well. I think people really, uh, again, a good show, not a great show. Yeah. But, it's, but pretty solid. I was surprised. It was Statlander and Valkyrie, actually the main event, because you had the yeah. promo after that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. people, that was the last wrestling match. People respect Statlander at Chicago. I think they respected the match. I think people know Valkyrie because she's been around for a long time. That was a really good match for Statlander because uh, Taya Valkyrie is a hell of a, a, a veteran. She wrestled well. It wasn't a squash match. It was a good competitive match. Mm -hmm. That did a lot for Statlander, I thought. It didn't hurt Ty at all, but it did a lot for Statlander. So the crowd was into it. Brian, what do we have at number three in the three count? Next week, we get Money in the Bank from London. And this past Monday, we learned that Logan Paul will be part of the men's Money in the Bank match joining Ricochet, LA Knight, Nakamura, Santos Escobar, Butch, and Damian Priest. 
what percent chance do you put on Logan Paul winning money in the bank? I don't know. I guess I give it like a 5% chance. Um, we've already seen him. I don't know. What, what's he going to do? We already saw him go up against Roman, right? Like, I don't think we see him against Seth. I think he's put in this match just to kind of be a wild card and jump off of cool, you know, he can be the cool guy, get all those spots, get all the social media hits from jumping off, of, you know, stuff, doing crazy shit. But at the end of the day, I don't think he's winning this match because the one thing that Logan Paul there for then, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> stunts. Could, it's because of stunts. Yeah. yeah. yeah Double stunts. Even more okay. of those stunts. More stunts. Make it bigger. Um, we're, we're, we're in London, damn it. Um, but I, I mean, the one thing that Logan Paul hasn't done in WWE outside of that first tag team match with The Miz is win. Like, he's been put in all these situations, but very rarely is he getting his hand raised at the end of the night. I, I just don't see him coming in and winning this because I think they want whoever wins money in the bank, they want him to have a presence. If he's, if he's going to be carrying around, they want it to be a presence. They want it to be there. The threat always being there. And if Logan with Logan Paul, he's just never going to be there. Like he'll be there on occasion. And I, I don't see him winning. I see him jumping off of ridiculously high ladders and doing a bunch of crazy stuff, but he's being the one that holds the briefcase at the end of the night. I don't see it. I have it at 30%. Certainly do. I think it's because of some of the stuff that you just mentioned, because of the viral aspect of it. He brings the briefcase everywhere he goes on the, on the talk shows. I know he's got a new contract with WWE, so no, he's not going to be around every week, but you know, there's going to be some spots where it's a lull, and all of a sudden here comes Logan Paul out of nowhere, unannounced and unadvertised, trying to get one of these championships. It ain't Roman's, but it definitely will be Seth's. Correct. Yep. I mean, that'd be the only one that I could think of that he'd be going for. I think for that reason, that's why he'd win. Now, the, obviously, the favorite would be L.A. Knight. You can see that the crowd's behind him now. But you know how WWE does? We love him, so maybe the back doesn't love him. I don't right. know how Vince feels. See, now we got to keep putting Vince into it because you know how Vince is. If, if you're over with the crowd, that means you're not over in the office. So that's the thing. Like, you have to consider the Vince aspect, the WWE aspect of it. And that's why, to me, it's like 85 to 90% chance that he's winning this thing. Like, because of the reason you brought up, Jay Hood, like, he's going to be on down. YouTube. Like, he's going to be wherever he is. Wherever the kids find Logan Paul, I don't know where those places are. He's going to have this briefcase. Like, it makes sense from a marketing standpoint. Is he though? Is he really gonna carry around the money in the bri- money in the bank briefcase everywhere he goes? Yeah. Yes. No. He's a fan. He seems yes. to be into this. No. Yes. He could, he if, he was, his- if he was Bad Bunny, I know Bad Bunny would. <laughs> I don't know if Logan Paul would. Oh, you know Bad Bunny would carry this briefcase. <laughs> oh, Bunny would. Okay. Bunny. Bunny would have a prime spot for it on stage. Like every video from every concert that Bunny okay. would be in, you would have Money in the Bank briefcase front and center. Bunny, Bunny. would. I'm not sure about wow. Logan. All right, make sure that you entitle this Tell episode. me when I'm telling lies. Uh, you didn't sell out Budokan Hall. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a, there's one. That's for sure. No, I can see. Can't you see it, bro? It's, he's got the briefcase. He opens up the briefcase, and he's got his prime. Yes. He just, like, he's, got his, he's got his balls of prime there, and he's got it right there, like, on, on the set of his TV show in which he entertains 14-year-old girls. Yes, I think that'd be great. A, because of the WWE aspect, like before he entered on Monday, when I looked at the guys in this match and they said it was fine, I was like, wow, this is exciting no matter who wins. Like it's all going to be sort of fresh. Like anyone winning, Ricochet, LA Knight, Nakamura, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, 
those all would be fun and exciting from a wrestling standpoint. So because it's a WWE, you give it to the YouTuber and go from there. The, the thing, I all guess, right. that I am scared about is Ricochet gave an interview where he did mention that Vince has his fingers in everything, which we all kind of assumed and, and have heard of about all the different script changes. But at the same time, like Triple H still does like have like have a pull, right? Because when Vince was there, L.A. Knight was Max Dupree and he was a character going nowhere. Vince is gone. L.A. Knight comes out and he organically gets over. And I think Triple H appreciated that. I think Triple H appreciated what Damian Priest has done in the matches with Bad Bunny. Like, to me, those should be the two favorites. And I believe they are the two betting favorites, at least pre-Paul getting in. I haven't heard what they are now. But those who that's, that's who the two favorites should be. Because if you end up giving this to an entertainer who's a part-timer, and yes, he does train. Yes, I think he does respect it more than a lot of these other celebrities that have come in have. Like, I can't imagine that goes over well with the with the, the guys in the back because of the work that L.A. Knight has had to put in to literally resurrect his career and for Damian Priest doing all the things that he's done for WWE. I just looked, by the way, uh, this is courtesy of Bet Online uh, in terms of the odds. L.A. Knight is the favorite at minus 200. Logan Paul is second at plus 125. Uh? And then you go Damian Priest, Ricochet, Escobar, Nakamura and Butch, the long shot. Hmm. Well, those guys at the bottom definitely would not have an opportunity. I know some of those guys are just there for the spots. Like Ricochet yeah. is just there for the spots. I understand that because he's going to have some of the great spectacular moments. But think about Logan Paul being second on that list, Gabe. You might want to raise that up a little bit. <laughs> second on the list. Says yep. something. No one's better on mine. No, they do nothing. <laughs> Who's that? Who's bet online? Big, big bet online. What have they ever done? <laughs> Gotta consider Vince. <laughs> Good to hear from the former uh, owner of the Clippers. <laughs> Check it in. <laughs> Good to hear from. <laughs> seriously, that is one of my favorite exchanges in the history of media. It, it seriously is. Big Magic Johnson. What's he ever done? Then you have uh, Anderson from CNN going, well, uh, he got AIDS. And, you know, Sterling just yells he got AIDS. And, and the line, Anderson, well, I don't think he has full-blown AIDS. <laughs> it's HIV. He doesn't really have AIDS. <laughs> He's a journalist. <laughs> well, he doesn't have full-blown AIDS. It's, oh, it's the greatest interview, greatest like back and forth in the history of media. That's why I love bringing it up on occasion. But um, back to more nonsense in the world of professional wrestling. Um, no, I, I, I really think it's going to be LA Knight because he's gotten himself over. I can see LA Knight being that guy that cashes in the money in the bank briefcase and you get that moment that it feels like we haven't gotten and because they screwed up the money in the briefcase, money in the bank briefcase last year with the way that they handled it, because they didn't know what to do, because Roman was double champion, and what he, I guess he cashes in on the U.S. champion. Um, but I think you can get one of those big pops. The way I think, like the, the two big ones I think of that had the biggest pops when Dolph Ziggler did it on the Raw after WrestleMania when he cashed in his money in the bank and the place went insane. And when Dean Ambrose did it the night of, and you had all three members of the Shield hold the WWE Championship on the same night. Like, those are the two big moments that I think of when I think of money in the bank. And I think they've got an opportunity, if they give it to LA Knight, to do that. Even if, even if they do it with Priest, even though he's a heel, I think the WWE audience respects him. Hell, I think they respect everyone on the Judgment Day except for Dom. 
<laughs> That's true. And even with the booze, it's kind of like it's kind of a respect thing. Oh, too. yeah. <laughs> we see your presence. We see you out there. They handed him the mic in Cleveland. And just again, just more booze. Oh, just raining down on him. Just amazing. At the top heel right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> he didn't have to wrestle to get over. No. Just grab a mic and just stand there. <laughs> That's that's something. Yeah. You know, it's funny about Damian Priest. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We feel like the Judgment Day will break up at some point. Mm-hmm. Finn is just he was fantastic on Raw. Tremendous. Oh, he I mean, that's a heel right there. He's going after Seth big time. I love that. It made me believe in Finn again. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. Like uh, watching that three uh three smashes to the uh the abdomen, jumping off the steps. I like, wow, like that's the guy we've been looking for for a long time. There's a ruthless aggression that you want to see from him. I really well, like that. And and again, just the little things here and there, WWE deciding to sell the Seth Rollins injury by not having him, even though he was scheduled to appear on the Pat McAfee show the following day, instead it ends up being Paul Heyman who makes a big announcement about a pay-per-view coming to the Indianapolis area. So like, just again, doing those little things like, hey man, he really got beat up last night. Paul had to step in. By the way, you go you go into payback. Is it no the payback's in Pittsburgh? What's this? What's this show? What's the show? No. In no, I think it's payback. Payback, fast lane, it's the one word. It's fast lane. I think I think payback's in Pittsburgh. I believe. So you going to Indy? You going? I, I, I got to figure out which pay per view it is first. <laughs> oh, it's it's well, it's not one of the it's not one of the temple events. It's just one of these names. Like it's just <laughs> it is fast lane. Oh, it is Fastlane. Yeah. So isn't Fastlane always the last one before Mania? It's October. October 7th. I thought... You're not going. No. (laughs) Never mind. Maybe we're going to ask. College football. College football. Packers after that. There's no need Uh, No need to be in Naptown that day. Nah, we'll be fine. They'll they'll be fine without me. They'll they'll be fine without me. What do we got at News and Notes this week? I won't be going either. All right, we talked about a little of the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament brackets unveiled. On the men's side, we'll have CM Punk versus Kojima and Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe. The other side of that bracket sees Dustin Rhodes versus Powerhouse Hobbs and Juice Robinson versus Ricky Starks. Semifinal matches should be really good. Hobbs yes. and Star, you know, presumably Hobbs and Starks versus, you know, and on the other side, you'll have Punk versus Joe, which the crowd went crazy for yes. um, at Collision on Saturday. So we're get, so okay. Now when when you lay it out that way, we're getting Punk Hobbs. Is that what it sounds like? Could we get end? that? I'm asking. Yeah, that would be the end. Okay, that doesn't make Punk a, a heel. No, and then you have Starks losing to Hobbs. No, so okay, so you believe it's going to be Starks Punk? You think that's? Yes. I mean, so but what have you done to Hobbs then? You just unplugged him. He was a hot. He's had the championship for two seconds. He's going to get yep. the Wardlow treatment. That's a damn shame. Uh-huh. I That's agree. So, uh, okay, so I they, guess... They kill Hobbs when they put him on QTV. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, you know what? It's not this show, but at some point, we had to look at this roster. Are you not a big man roster? Is that is that it? You just anti-big man? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, Luchasaurus is a champion. Actually, Christian is a champion. Yeah. But, but, but For the TNT champion. But, like, are you anti-big man? Is that the yeah, problem I mean, in this company? Keith Lee wears a cape now, like... <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's just like a cape thing. I don't know. <laughs> so you've got. I mean, you've got a lot of really good big men. You've got yeah. Keith Lee. You've got Luchasaurus. 
You've got um, um, Brody Bob King, Wardlow. Wardlow um, God, I, I know. Well, I, I don't think he's won a match in forever. Um, who's the Who's the big guy in Jericho Appreciation Society? He li- likes his hat. Oh, uh, Hager. Yeah, Jake Hager. But he hasn't won a match in God knows how long. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got plenty of big men. They just never win. We need Ow. to investigate this, bro. It's, we need to look at the rosters. Are you big, big Bill never wins? No, it's it's because the name's stupid. That's why <laughs> Morrissey was fine. No W, just straight Morrissey. That yeah. that looks good on the that looks good on the marquee. Big Bill, I, I mean, and he looks great. He looks like yeah, that guy. He looks fantastic. He should be. He should, we should be on dynamite. We should be talking about him every other week, and we don't. He's just ancillary rampage nonsense. The women's side of the Owen tournament, Britt Breaker, last year's champion, takes on Ruby Soho. Was Anna it? Jay takes on Sky Blue. And then the other side sees Nyla Rose versus Willow and Athena versus Billy Starks. That one will come Sunday in the zero hour, so the pre-show of the pay-per-view. Is this Sky Blue? They seem to be making a big push for her. I hope. <laughs> mm, Sky Blue. Chicago's own. Yes. Mm. Could it be Willow? Um, so I, they I, I guess it give could, her a moment. It could be, but like she's give her a moment because she had the unexpected moment to win the New Japan Strong Women's Championship um, when she did that after Mercedes got injured. Potentially, um, I don't. I don't see it being Brit. I see to continue the storyline that she's in the the Outcasts end up you know costing her a match somewhere along the line, so she doesn't end up winning. Um, yeah, Sky Blue Willow. I could see either one of those. I mean, Athena doesn't need to win it as an ROH talent. She, you know, I don't think she needs to win it, I, and I don't think the other ones have a chance. We I mean, saw. You know, I, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. Ruby, maybe like just to sort of further that storyline. So you have the champion in the Outcast, and then the winner of this as well. I don't have the brackets in front of me. Is it at Athena? Could we see an Athena Willow combination? That would be the semis. Semis. That's a hell of a match. I saw that on ROH. That's a that's a really good match. Those two really work well together. And Athena has really tuned it up on ROH. She's really deep into her heel character. <laughs> so she's, I mean, she was a wild card to win that thing, but she's been really good, really entertaining. Elsewhere in news and notes, Jim Ross took to social media to say that he will be taking time away from AEW to heal. On Saturday, he shared a picture of a black guy that he suffered from a fall. He also apologized for his performance in the Collision main event where he sounded hoarse. Yeah, so that's that's all he showed up for was the main event of Collision. And yeah, he just didn't, he, he just wasn't all there. And I'm glad he's taking time away, especially after seeing that picture, man. Whew. Yeah, that's uh, that 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 looked tough. So good for him to take a step back and and take a step away, and then when he's he's ready to go, they, especially with Collision now, like they've got depth at announcer, especially with what they have on the roster too. You know, so they'll they'll be able to figure it out, and hopefully, J, good old Jr. recovers soon. That's three black eyes in a year. Have you guys seen this before? Like, this is not the last time we've seen that. I want you guys to stand up and fall on your face. What do you think that's going to be damaged first? Your cheek, possibly? Side of your face? All I can tell you is this, and Jim's a friend. I know that next year will be 50 years of him being a broadcaster. If you got to be able to take care of yourself on the road. 
and mm-hmm. and still be professional. Don't don't take the job for granted. I'm Jim Ross. You know, I'm, I'm the I'm the voice of wrestling. That's great, Jim. But just because you're in Chicago doesn't mean that you clown and act out like you're a 20 year old. There's something else going on there that he, this is the third time we've seen his eye black. He says bad fall, bad fall. Yeah. Someone needs to take care of Jim because Jim can't take care of Jim. That's all I can yeah. tell you. Cause that's not for someone who's 74. That's not healthy. Just telling you. So the hope, the hope is, is that he can get through his 50 years and be able to enjoy his whatever years he's got left on this earth. Because um, when you fall, your eyes are not black around around here, and it happened three times. And, and every time, bro, it's it's I had a bad fall. Right. Okay. Well, to that point about taking care, like I feel like that's where Tony Khan and we talked about a lot, like the lack of control. When you see what's going on, I feel like stepping in and be like, "Hey, Jim, like you're gonna take tonight off." Like I feel like there needs to be that adult in the room to sort of do that because it is sad to see that play out on TV. Like we joke about it when you're forgetting names or stuff, but like. He sounded bad on Saturday. Like he had no voice. Like Tony needs to be the one who's like, not tonight. I agree because if that's the WWE, he's never on camera. First of all, he wasn't on camera because of the black eye. So they yep. never saw a three shot. I thought at times his voice was good. He he tried, but you could tell that there was some Chicago in that voice. Yeah. And you guys know what I mean by that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I hope the best for him, but that's not. What he's doing is not healthy, and you just can't just roll in there like I'm the voice of wrestling, and I can go out and just tip him, you know, tip him back with the boys, and think that you're going to be good for the next day. It's recovery is tough on an older guy. Yeah, yeah, you can ask me. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't do it like I did in my twenties, you know. So uh, few that. can, yeah. few can. Finally, in news and notes, on a lighter note, the card of All In might be getting booked by someone on social media. Ryback has shared a picture created by a fan showing him versus Goldberg at AEW All In, and Ryback added, quote, it'll have the best story, be the most viewed match with social media views, and exceed all expectations. Ryback versus Goldberg. What was the first thing you said? It'd be the best match? It'll have the best story and be the most viewed match. He realizes... Jayhood has oh, left. Oh that Omega and Osprey would also be on the same <laughs> Yes. Doesn't matter. It's going to exceed all the expectations. And it seems like you have low expectations, sir. I do. I have no expectations. Like, my expectations of both of them just surviving the match don't exist. Like, one of those guys might not be walking out. <laughs> I, I, I just... Ride back against Goldberg sounds like a disaster. <laughs> Is that I mean, just an absolute disaster. Like, and who's going over, brother, between those two? <laughs> Seriously, like that's uh-huh. just. It I makes mean, me wonder if Ryback has either a seen any Goldberg matches from the last five years, or b seen any Ryback matches. Somebody's <laughs> somebody's broke. <laughs> Somebody needs some money. I think who's, it's Ryback. Could allegedly. Who's paying for that? Nobody wants to see that. No. No. In his no. world, it does that. Someone created that fan graphic and got the retweet. So that somebody person maybe somebody decided they wanted to troll Ryback and they knew how to do it. <laughs> That's they don't actually want to see it. They went to their buddies and went, Hey, I bet I can get Ryback to retweet this. And they <laughs> banged out a, a real good, you know, 
a real good fan graphic and sent it his way. Yeah, it looked great. Nah, just I don't want to see it. Nobody wants to see that. Nope. No one's asked for Ryback. There was some poll he put up, like, do you want to see – was it the big guy? And I think yeah. there was like 73% said no. You don't, We don't want to see the big guy on his own poll. <laughs> it's like it's out there somewhere. You got to find it, though. Like, uh-huh. you want to see the bat? No, we don't. We don't. Yeah, we're we're good. Thanks, thanks for asking. Because you hurt people. That's oh, why. Man. You hurt people when you're in the ring. And so is Goldberg, by the way. Also, yeah, yeah. Ask the Undertaker. <laughs> it's like so. You don't even have to ask Bret Hart. He's just gonna tell you. <laughs> sure, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Brett, we want you to just call him Goldberg because that's what we're marking. Okay, ready? Three, two. Let me tell you something, Bill Goldberg. Here is a uh, one of those polls from Ryback. Due to fraudulent votes from the last poll, we have to redo. Where do you want to see Ryback return? AEW, WWE, Impact, or retire? Retire with the win, 69%. That's it. That's not nice. After fraudulent votes. It's a Twitter poll. He's out there just trumping it up. Oh, stolen. Stolen election. What are we doing? His old he poll. also, if you go through his Twitter now, taking a at fans are disputing that everyone wants to see that match. Ah. He needs some money. Yep. He probably needs that because because it's a good payday. It's Goldberg. You want to attach yourself yeah. to uh you know a Hall of Famer. I understand. It just it's not anything that I'm interested in or the fans. This might be directed at us. Will you guys stop talking about this? Everyone wants to see it. Responding to an article about the two of them possibly facing each other. Okay. <laughs> nope. No, thank you. I oh, mean another all- one. Another half million views on this tweet. Your answer is yes. Most people want to see it. And if you get me major TV and media for this, all I need is one TV appearance prior. It'll be the most talked about match on any card. Let the big guy cook. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> Let the big guy <laughs> That's the greatest. <laughs> Let the big guy cook. You've got like 3 million people tuning in to watch the bloodline on SmackDown after like a long, like long storytelling and people are buying in, but no Ryback's like, you know what? People miss me, man. (laughs) Dear Lord. Uh, What did you guys have for your match of the week? Speaking of great matches. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I thought that, uh, Idolo against Buddy Buddy Matthews, Matthews. yeah, uh, or Buddy Murphy, you know, whichever. Yeah. Which, he was he was introduced to the ring as Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Oops, that was what that was that on the graphic too. Did it say no, no, no it was in house. It was, it was just the uh, um, the Dash, Dasha. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Was that a rib on her? Who who wrote that out? That's weird. Um, yeah. Well, I she, I mean, was- again, so she, she worked in WWE, you know, at the same time he did. So it, it could have just been a Freudian slip. It could have just very oh, easily, yeah. you know, where he, his first name's still Buddy. She sees him walking down the ring. She looks away from the script and she says, Buddy Murphy instead of Buddy Matthews. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, it was just kind of funny. You just went, oops, yeah. that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, lucky WWE's not, luckily that WWE is not litigious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Idolo against uh, Matthews. I, I had a little bit of a disconnect when he had when he had two trainers in the ring at the same time. I'm glad it was during pitcher and pitcher because if it wasn't, I would have been pretty pissed off because no yeah. no fan wants to see that. They just want to see two guys go at it. I thought that that was a tremendous match. Great for uh, Alitalo. Good to yeah. see him oh, back. Yeah. Babyface, I guess, huh? And then yeah. 
Of course, he does the figure eight just like his wife. Yeah, bridges Matthews. into the figure eight, which was fantastic. Matthews did the the move of uh, of his Maria. girlfriend. Of Maria. Maria Ripley. Yeah. Interesting. By the way, Saturday collision. One of the matches uh, they rolled through last night: Andrade versus Brody King. Brody King. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sign me Ooh. up. Sign me. Sign me up for Andrade. Just, just keep wrestling. Just keep wrestling. House of Black, man. Sign me up. I, uh-huh. I don't need to see him wrestle Julia Hart. I'm not Broich. Like I'm fine with that one. But probably would be good. <laughs> Brody King, another one of these guys, didn't think that this. Who thinks this is a shoot? Yeah. It's like, oh. By the way, how come we haven't seen our guy for a while? Where's Roosh been? Yeah. <laughs> Off TV for a while. Like, yeah, <laughs> you need to take it because he killed Jungle Boy. Killed uh-huh. him. Because <laughs> like, we talked about this weeks ago. Like, we haven't seen yeah. him since. Like, nope. yeah, you don't understand that this is this is playtime. You don't understand. <laughs> like, you are hurting people. We that's, need to take that's, off TV. That's one of the four pillars. We need him to be healthy. <laughs> I thought that uh, Matt Riddle against uh, – Against uh, was it Cassius? No, it was um, Ludwig. I don't know. It's Ludwig the other Kaiser. Guy in the forum. Can't read my own writing. Kaiser. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a pretty good match, and I thought Chaos against United Empire on Rampage was pretty good too. The other one I'll throw in that I thought was good. I watched just this, but on NXT, Rollins versus Braun was good. I still don't understand why Braun Breaker has not been called up. But it was a good, solid match, and that <laughs> gets the Dave Weaver reaction. It has Rollins, and people tuned in. In terms of ratings, NXT seven seventy three, and it peaked at nine fifty for that match. Nightsill went away. He he just shut it out. No respect for Braun Breaker. Well, look, it, yeah, look, just... look, look, I understand what you're doing, but like, you don't. Not you. I'm talking about WWE. But like, if you want, if you want to legitimize Seth Rollins, uh huh. You don't put them on NXT. No. Like you NXT is still your developmental brand. You you've you floated between, oh, it's gonna be our developmental brand. Now I've heard um Nick Khan talk about how no, we wanted to bring it up and make it just as important, but it's still gonna be your developmental brand. Like no matter what you do, and no matter how many um of your main events, because again, you still call it main roster guys. Now, how many of those main roster men and women you send down there? You're still sending them down there. Like it's you're sending down. It's like trying to be like, well, our triple A team is just as important as our as our major league team. But you're why are you sending this guy down? No. NXT is always going to be developmental. There's nothing wrong with that. But having one of your main a championship that's brand new and you're trying to establish as trying to make it as important as the one that Roman Reigns is currently holding, having it being defended on your developmental brand. By by one of those guys in developmental, not a good look. I don't care if the match was good. It's a dumb decision. People tuned in though, so it worked from their perspective. Yeah, yeah, and it did. Yep, they they what they had seven hundred and change seventy three, and then they, apparently oh, that eight. match peaked at nine fifty. That's a really good yeah. number. Yeah. Well, I mean, because Seth is super over. Uh huh. Yeah, you put the champion on there, that just gives an extra bump. Otherwise, it's you know, it's still a good number. What NXT does on a yeah. uh, Tuesday by Tuesday basis is pretty good. Do you get your usual six hundred thousand plus yeah. six fifty? Pretty good. Yeah. Again, it's more for, than you get on your law and order repeats. Like it's a win for USA Network. Yeah. You know, Correct. it's it, and and again, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm disparaging NXT because like you said, what they do is great, especially considering they're developmental, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not a fan of sending it down. Um, my match of the week was Andrade versus Buddy Matthews. I thought it was fantastic. And then Chaos versus United Empire. Yeah, I mean, you put Osprey on 
regular TV, chances are he's going to end up on the list at the end of the week. And that's what they did with Chaos United Empire on Rampage, which kicked off last Friday. Yep. Whew, a lot of things to digest. And we were able to, you know, preview what's coming up in uh, with Forbidden Door. I'm sure we'll react to that. We'll react to the continuous build towards money in the bank next week. As, again, July's just coming and approaching on us so quickly. And we'll have Money in the Bank preview next week. A lot of really good matches for that one. A lot of things to get into because now we have so much professional wrestling. We've got Rampage on Friday. We got SmackDown on Friday. We got Collision on Saturday. We got a pay-per-view on Sunday. Monday Night Raw. A lot to talk about. And the place to talk about it is right here on GKW.